Michael, do you know what? Uh, you know it's a lot of fun. Just, a, just a really great thing. What's what's a lot of fun? When when you shake hands with the contractor who just finished replacing your roof for you for about you know four or five thousand dollars that you've needed replaced for about four or five months, and it took that long just to get somebody out there. Yeah. You shake his hand. Job well done. Everything's finished. He leaves. You walk in your door, front door, and your wife says to you. Hey, you know the electricity in the back bathroom won't work? <laughs> Such is the life of being a homeowner. Uh, yeah. So so now that I now that I finally wasted a ton of time trying to tackle this whole roof issue, now I get to figure out why my bathroom won't turn on. The whole bathroom won't turn on. It's fucking joy. Don't ever buy a house, Michael. I've Don't heard, ever buy a house. I've heard from all people. Like, it just sounds awful. Yeah. No. The only people who seem to enjoy owning homes are our parents' generation and people who know how to do a lot of stuff. Yes. Or at least enjoy doing a lot of stuff. Now, exactly. I certainly don't know how to, nor do I enjoy doing it. It was just such a... Like, I, it, it was one of those, like, high to sinking low moments just like over an instant one issue to another uh, I just got one figured out Uh, can't fill all the holes at once there's well luckily you create uh, another hole filling the other hole yeah exactly luckily uh, Melissa's down in uh, uh, Atlanta for Dragon Con this weekend doing her doing her do, do, doing thing. her cosplay thing she with does cosplay very friends. well very very well uh, so I'm ignoring the problem <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of put looking a, into it put a do not enter sign on it oh everything problem solved the important stuff works like the toilet but if you want to see what you're doing, I don't know, take a flashlight, a can, like a you like put a, a lamp in there and you're you're set. Yeah, I mean daylight. Like, you know, during day it's not yeah, really a huge it's, problem. It's, it's a perfectly functional day bathroom now. Uh, it's probably not that big of a problem. It. What what's what's really upsetting is I I, I called my dad because that's what you do when you own a home. You, yep. you call your dad, and he just said, "Well, check the breaker," and I checked the breaker. It was fine. And he said, well, what's the thing on, like, the next thing on the line of the breaker? And I'm like, all right, I checked that. It worked. He goes, well, this means you have to start tearing things apart. Oh, God. Good, good. So now I have to, like, move my fridge, rip part of my wall down. It's going to be a real blast. Can't wait. Homeownership. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to End of the Critic, a podcast where each week we talk about movies, both new and on Netflix, and all the mistakes I've made in my life, like buying a home. <laughs> oh god This week's movie We're actually doing two movies this week Cause we saw two So we figured we might as well do One that. snuck up on us Yep one snuck up on us I didn't do enough research uh, As promised we're gonna review well, I'm gonna review White God I, I, I fucked up <laughs> I fucked up I wasn't expecting doing this podcast so soon So What do you mean soon? It's Friday I know I know I said I fucked up I didn't <laughs> I should have looked at that. Did you just wake up this morning and you're like, ah, yes, Wednesday? Well, I thought I was until I called you. 
No, I, I, I was going to watch it Wednesday, and then my phone shit happened, and I was like, oh. oh that's right. I yeah. forgot your phone, and then you went you went on a Twitter war to get your phone number back. I, I did it yesterday when I was like visiting somebody. I was like, hey, I, gotta, I need to borrow a pen and paper. I write this shit down, program it. I'm like, okay, I got it back. Nice. Now tell everyone, hey, ignore that shit I told you yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, I got a bunch of like a bunch of messages from you, and then out of nowhere, you're like, "Oh, yeah, don't worry about all that. Got my new number back. Went to got my old number back. Went to war on Twitter. Everything's good." Yeah, they were pretty easy. It's just like I don't want to get into it. It's boring, but just oh, okay. Just I, I figured with most of your Twitter shenanigans, Michael, it's filled with twists and turns. Someday they're gonna make a movie about you. Not really. On Twitter. Me being an asshole and getting blocked by accounts isn't like that big of a deal. Pissing off celebrities. It's kind of what dog you dog watching chat groups. Your dog watching chat group like bands are hilarious. Uh, I'm moving for, on the cat spotting. For, for for those who don't know, Michael takes pictures of famous like dog movies Air, and the Airbud movies. Yeah, the Airbud movies, thing. and then puts them onto dog spotting websites and Twitter like <laughs> accounts, and makes up like elaborate stories of how he ran into <laughs> Airbud at the park. There's so many Airbud movies. <laughs> There's still material if I ever get like invited to another. There's an elite dog spotting group which I've been trying to. I'm I keep, pretty sure you like join group every every other day. I'll hit like join group. Hopefully they'll accidentally let me in because I have a Twitter friend who got let into the group somehow and he like shares posts from it. These people are legit. They take dog spotting seriously. <laughs> I uh, I just love the idea of now you becoming like infamous on the dog spotting world of just like. Don't ever let they Michael in. Okay, here's the thing. Don't ever let him in. Don't be careful what you type in on Twitter because it's kind of people that like tw- like there's there's like certain like even like celebrities like this who like will search their own name even if you don't tag them it they'll search their own name on Twitter to see what they're talking about you. Oh yeah. And they they'll comment or people have been blocked by like athletes because they like had a criticism about a player and they they're like I never even mentioned them once in a post and, and they just knew they which is kind of funny it's like they name search themselves. Oh, like, that's fucked up. They're, little, well, then, you know, they're that, that insecure. Too. Like they'll have like hundreds of followers, but they're that insecure. Where they'll, they'll name probably, search themselves. I'd probably do that too if any of the critic ever becomes world famous. Yeah, or more world world famous. I'm not it making is. that Twitter page. That's up to you, buddy. <laughs> well, uh, this week's movies we're doing White God and Turbo Kid. Yes, Turbo Kid. Which out of the blue, I realized like shortly after the podcast, I'm like, oh, there's a VOD release of this. Like, man, we fucked up. Like, I should like, I should have known there should have been a VOD, but like. It was only on a uh, Vimeo, so it wasn't like as it wasn't like on Amazon or anything or uh, like okay. anything else. That's why. Which I mean, it's cool like to ex- do certain formats, but it's like you also got like y- they need to the advertise it just a little bit better. Yeah, do the big ones. Like I did. Like it, you couldn't just I couldn't just type in Turbo Kid VOD and it would pop up right away. I, it would like it bring me to news articles, but I go right. like to Vimeo and search. You had to for actually it. go go yeah. deeper. So you had to inception that shit. Yeah, a little bit deeper than I was. <laughs> Well, uh, I'm Chris Klump. With me, as always, uh, Michael Karstetter with a much better cold open this week, I, I'll, I'll say. Yeah, much better. You know why? Because I had a tragedy. Well, a first world tragedy. Uh, <laughs> like, it's only part of the episodes I listen to is just to hear the cold open. I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'll need to hear myself for another Yeah, I wish so. I could do that, too, but editing sucks. Yeah, just release it raw, baby. Just, just No. We'll do, no. We'll do live shows. Okay, we'll do a live show somewhere, like, I am, dude. No lie, I I have thought about this, and I don't know who if the it would fuck work. would come to this. No, no, no. I, I'm dead serious because I actually figured out we can do. It, it would take some like interesting spin on the describing of the podcast, but we could totally get a live show uh, slash panel, 
at that Lancaster uh, anime convention. Oh my god! No, no. Oh my god! We'll 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 review Akira, which is like a quality movie, like as an actual legit movie. Um, I'll talk about some like crazy Japanese exploitation film for Chris's corner. And we might get like I don't know twenty thirty people. I think uh, it would be I'll great. just be like uh, I've seen like half the Cowboy Bebop series, so I'm like you know I'm like an anime expert. Yeah, there you go. We'll we'll review. We'll, I've seen yeah, a couple we'll episodes do... of Attack uh, Attack on Titan. Yeah, yeah. That's all. That's all you really need. That's I'm all like you really I'm need. with you. I'm like with you guys. Like just as I, kids I, slowly leave, or it's just kids who like couldn't get into another hall somewhere, and they're just yeah, they're just us. like filing into our place. Hey, what's up? Melissa uh, can have hers at the same time. Just so take actually all get our some audience. people showing up. Yeah, uh, Melissa had one last year uh, about cosplay, and it actually got a lot of people in. I think like 75 to 100 people showed up. That's a lot of people to to Um, listen to a stranger talk. Yeah, especially at a Lancaster County anime convention. Those words should not be joined together. It makes the posts around like Lancaster really funny because people are like confused. Like, what are these kids dressed up as like rabbits and stuff (laughs) walking around? Dude, I mean, I, I used to be like in high school and stuff. I was into anime. But like, anime moves so fast that now I just I felt like an old man walking through this convention hall. And I'm like, who the hell are all of you people like in costume? I don't recognize anybody. On there, although I did get I did get favorited on uh, Twitter when I uh, posted to ZenkaiCon and I said, can't wait to ask if every uh, white girl in a Japanese schoolgirl uniform is dressed up for Bible Black. <laughs> I don't even know what Bible Black is, but maybe it's laugh. like a uh, it it just look it up. Dad, don't look it up. <laughs> Dad, don't look it up. If you are over 40, do not look it up. So anyway, moving on. Before we get into Turbo Kid and White God, let's get into some news. Michael, what do you got for me? Uh, which one should you, Let's talk about the Marvel thing first. Okay. Essentially, let me bring up the actual article, I guess. All right. In Marvel news, um, there's been a little bit of shakeup at Marvel Studios as now Ke- uh, Kevin Feige, who is... The like the headmaster behind right like, uh, right you, you, organizing like the films and stuff. Uh, he no longer has to report to uh, Ike uh, Perlmutter. Now he's going to report to uh, Alan Horn from Disney. So they have a little bit of shakeup because I was about to say. I mean, like now, like they the, they basically have a new CEO at the at their helm, right? Like, yes, yes. They fall. They they take orders on a new CEO, right? Like right. now, because the other guy. Apparently, Kevin Feige was, like, really frustrated, and he's, like, like, have you ever heard through years of, like, Marvel actors being a little frustrated about their pay? Right. Which, it's, I mean, they make a lot of money, but it, it was reasonable because they were getting lowballed, like, for franchises that are making yeah. so much money, yeah, being exactly. lowballed. Yeah. That was the guy responsible. And okay. Kevin Feige almost quit Marvel altogether over this, pretty much over Civil War because this guy was so, like, pinching pennies, pinchy, pinchy oh. pennies and, like, wanted to cut out... Uh, Tony Tony Stark essentially. He really? didn't want Robert Downey Jr. You didn't want Robert Downey Jr. No, the, because the, of money. The, okay, because, I mean he's got even though, even money. though that if, 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 even if Civil War they're going to make a Civil War movie without Iron without Man Iron himself, Man. which is without like, Iron Man. Even as a loose interpretation of Civil War, he's kind of still an important member to have. And they've already they've already established that him and Cap don't exactly get along. Yeah, it's already <laughs> been built up, so it wouldn't. Have, yeah, it would have been a dumb move and. I mean, essentially, Civil War is going to be like a mini Avengers film. Oh, absolutely! It's going to most be a mini of the Avengers. gang is back, other than Hulk, who is just confirmed he is not in it. Right. Mark right. Ruffalo confirmed he is. 
they're saving Hawk. He said. That's, so. Oh, that's going to be great. Right so there. wonder what they're doing. You, well, doing with them. Um. Um. I don't got two. Say, I got two thoughts. Don't on. say Planet Hawk. No, 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 no. I don't, no, no, think, no, no. I'm, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm talking about happen. the news. I'm talking about the the, the okay. CEO news. I got, I got two thoughts on on the issue. A. I'm excited about this because new minds, new ideas, and if the last guy was kind of a prick, uh, this guy might, or yeah, this guy might be able to say like, "Hey, Ken Fig knows what he's doing. I'm just going to give him like carte blanche. He can do what he wants." Or it could go the complete opposite way with new CEO. He's got to flex his CEO muscles, and he's going to start making changes, which is never a good thing when you have somebody like Kevin Feige who knows what he's doing. I don't think that's going to happen because I think if if that was the direction he's going, Kevin Feige would just would have, just would have quit. Right. Yeah. So that's pretty good much, point. it just to, I don't think anyone really got fired. They're just reporting to like people got rearranged yeah. around. They're doing different things. So I it's mean, like, I mean, studio C like studio heads and CEOs they move constantly. Um. All the time. Uh, I, I, uh, one of the books I was reading about, like, the, the movie industry, they always joke about, like, how just because you've made it to the top, then it's like, well, how long can I be here? Like, how long till I'm just done? Because it's never, it never means you're there forever. Um, so I'm, I'm really hoping this is a good thing. I'm hoping that this oh, CEO just, like, keeps his thing. hands out of it and is like, you know what? I'm going to sit back and cash some checks. No, I, I, I'm not worried about it at all. All right, well, I got a little piece of news that came out yesterday that I am so kind of maybe a little bit excited for. Um, Capcom has announced they're teaming up with Fox to do a Mega Man movie. It's been, it's, we're just, you know, it wasn't a matter of if, it was always a matter of when, when? I feel like. <laughs> I feel like. Well, you know, I'm surprised we didn't get a '90s. You know, if Superman, oh, if Super yeah. uh, Mario Brothers would have done a little bit better in the '90s, we probably would. I bet we would have got a live-action Mega Man movie, oh, yeah. and that would have been kind of cool, I guess. Kind of cool. Probably but, really stupid, but cool. But now, um, I I don't know. I'm 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 looking forward to it for a couple different reasons. A, uh, the the. Plot to Mega Mega Man does have a plot. It's a very loose plot. Yeah, it is there. Of like, there's these two doctors, Doctor Light and Doctor uh, Wily. If I remember correctly, is it Wily? I think it's Wily. Anyway, uh, like Doctor Wily kind of takes over the world. Doctor Light builds Mega Man to fight Doctor Wily's robots, and it's like a post-apocalyptic thing. Um, and he's got a fucking arm cannon. He yeah, he's got an arm people. cannon. Exactly. What's not? Um, what's not the love? I didn't think that there could be a quality story pulled out of the Mega Man saga because uh, it's like forty games, people. And it's a, a lot, lot. Of games. and they're all hard as hell. Oh, they're all nightmarishly hard. They're not really fun to me. To no, play no, 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 not at all. So goddamn I bought hard. I I bought the Mega Man Legacy series, which is like the first twelve Mega Mans, and after playing all twelve, I'm like, this series sucks. This is like. Way harder than Castlevania. I, used to I thought play, Castlevania uh, was Mega hard. Man Five on Game Boy as as a as a kid. Oh my god, that was yeah. a nightmare. Yeah. As, as a child, I never made it past like level three on yeah, Mega Man Two. And you get to and you work way, get to the boss, and you get you lose all your lives. You just jump up, up you're dead because you're like, oh, why don't know, why? Oh, I'm fucking dead. Yep. Um. So, but there is a band that Michael, you've heard me talk about a number of times. Still won't listen to them. Don't know why. I I will. This um I, I will eventually. The the Proto Men has actually made a rock opera based off of Mega Man and it's like compellingly good. 
Like, it's a really interesting story, and it's well done, and it's well written There's out. There's a Mega Man market out there. Yeah. What's yeah, there time is. to tap into it. This this band's been around for, like, I don't know, like maybe, 10 years. Maybe they could do the soundtrack. I would absolutely love that. It won't happen. Oh, no, I know it won't happen. But I would absolutely but love for that. Band-wise, if a movie came out, it'd be good for their like image and brand. Uh, and it would be good for the movie, because the music would be phenomenal. Yes. Um... So the idea of there being a, like, you could easily make a PG-13, which is what it's going to be. They're going to make it PG-13. Well, you don't really have to make a Mega Man movie R-rated, do you? No, no, that's fine. I don't want it, I don't want it to be G. I don't want it no, to be a kid's No, they're not going to make movie. a kid's movie. I don't well, want it to be I, like. Well, I don't know. They could probably get away with PG because, I nah, mean. PG's like the kiss of death in Hollywood. They either want G or they want PG-13. That is, uh, that, yeah, I guess that is PG true. is always this kiss of death because the. Teenagers don't want to see it because it's a little kid's movie, mm-hmm. and little kids can't see it because it's a teenage movie, so nobody knows what to go with. They're either going to dumb it down to G, or they're going to ramp it up with a couple of couple of swear words, maybe. I mean, what, what, what can you get away with in PG? Can you show nudity nowadays? Can, <laughs> yeah, can oh, I get Can I get? Can you imagine Mega Man just being in, like uh, saying shit or... Yeah, that's what I want. I want I want Mega Man to like fire his arm cannon uh, and miss and fuck. Go, ah, fuck! Or just say shit a couple of times like they did in uh, uh, Guardians. Yes. And then you're fine. Then, then, you, then you got and that PG-13. You can PG-13 say shit movie. all you fucking want. In a, uh, a PG-13, you can only say, you can only say it like twice. In an R-rated movie, you can always... Or no, PG-13, you can say fuck once or twice. And it, can, it can, you can't... It can't be implied with sex, though. Right, exactly. Yeah, they it has to be, like, be an expletive. Uh, fucking shit yeah. or something like that. That's um, fine. Or, or, or you can just have like, like a second of nudity. Like just a um, second. But not sexual Depends nudity. Depends who your director is, because Titanic. No. Oh yeah, that's James. Ca- that's because James Cameron flexed his muscles. James said, Cameron I want toplessness. In, <laughs> James Cameron just walks in. He's like, "How's it going, guys?" He's, he's like, "This is going to be PG 13 He's like, "Drops the mic, rich, walks out." I'm white, and it's not gay. It's nothing gay. If now, if you're <laughs> in Hollywood, if you have anything remotely with like gay characters, they could be holding hands. NC seventeen. Oh yeah, no, that's. Hollywood, That's, Hollywood is so there's a good so conservative called, uh, right now. This film is uh, not yet rated about the how messed up the MPAA is, yep, and yep. it's they're very prejudiced against uh, anything with gay characters. Yeah. Oh no, you, no, that's exactly right. Yeah. Like you, anything, anything with like because wasn't Brokeback Mountain supposed to be NC seventeen? Um, probably that one. They might have been able to flex some muscles because there was it was angry, but um, like I think the movie. Uh, but I'm a cheerleader from the '90s. Oh yeah, that one had because same with Boys Don't Cry. Yes, that was another have, one. You can't have a female giving oral sex to another female, but if you can imply a woman giving a man a blowjob and it's it's that's hilarious. perfectly yeah, fine. that's fine. Yeah, so uh, the that's, MPA sucks. That MPA is terrible. But, but moving on back, back to, to Mega, Mega Man. Man. <laughs> uh, yeah, from MPA I totally, to Mega Man. I totally, I could totally see them, you know, giving it a. Gunning for the PG thirteen and doing a serious take uh, on it. Not, I, I not see this fun. more as a CGI animated film. Which no, they're talking live action. No, it, man. they said they weren't sure. Uh, in, oh, really? I don't think they said in the article that they said no. Like, and no one knows that they're talking about live action or CGI. Which I feel like CGI would be uh, cheaper and uh, probably a better option, giving the universe and characters. Yeah, I feel like the CGI film would be just be would be much better than a live action film which would have to be gritty then and that's true or it would just look dumb as, we 
Should we watch Dragon Ball Evolution real quick and change? Whoa, you? whoa, whoa, buddy! Let's slow that brain train down. I don't need to see that shit. Uh, I saw the first Dragon Ball movie that was live action. It was garbage. Yeah, there you go. Well, that was the only live action one. Oh, I thought American. there was another. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was. I saw whatever the one Dragon Ball movie live action that came out in America, and I thought this movie yep. sucks. Hey, let's make this anime uh, for Americans, I guess. Cool. Um, and how that turned out for you? But right now they don't have a uh, that they, they, they don't have a director lined up. So I mean, who yeah. knows where they're gonna go? I imagine this will happen. I I I, I you know I'm gonna be honest here. I'm gonna want um I'm gonna want uh trying I was trying to gonna try to make a joke in all directors' names. <laughs> you know what? You know I want I want Martin Scorsese. You know what? Just, Scorsese just list a bunch of directors. And then edit into the one you felt you feel like fits the best. Yep, and then yep. you're just gonna have to react uh, to all of them. Wow! Just use that sound clip. When I <laughs> wow! That's a great choice, Chris. I'm glad you picked that one director. Now do another one. <laughs> James Cameron. Wow! That is a great choice. <laughs> this bit just got all. I'm keeping all this in. This is great. <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to our final. Oh, you piece ended with just two. This that could have been a great bit, and it was ruined. <laughs> we had something special. We had like a Matt and Parker like element moment here, and it's been flushed away. I'm I'm not good at Matt and Parker moments. So. I know we had it there, and it I know it's it's I know. gone. I fucked it up. All right, well let's move on to our saddest piece of news. Um, this was this happened while we were watching Turbo Kids. So I was like, oh uh, yeah, you yes. I remember because yeah, you d- during the climax of Turbo Kid, you stood up and shouted. Oh my God, Wes Craven is dead. I saw it on Twitter. I was like, okay, I gotta research, to make sure this is right. And I'm like, ah, uh, it was, and it was act. It just like dropped that minute. And I was like, ah, uh. um, that was that was a little rough. Uh yeah, I was really upset. Um, really liked Wes Craven. Uh, if, like if you don't know who Wes Craven guy. is, you really should. He did uh, the, in my opinion, the two best Nightmare on Elm Streets. Did the first one. And he did New Nightmare. Yep. They're my favorite. And then he turned the horror movie world on its ear with the masterpiece that is Scream. <laughs> oh, my God. Scream is so I good. It holds up. Franchise. Holds up really well. Uh, the he Just those three movies alone, the director made some ballsy moves. Uh, as a director, I mean, you you have you have the first Nightmare on Elm Street, which is really one of his like I th- I'm pretty sure that was like his second major film because his first major film was Last House on the Left, yes. which unless you're into gritty exploitation cinema, I would avoid it because um, it is yeah pretty hard to take even for 70s yeah it's, it's pretty hard it's a mix of like really brutal stuff or like really graphic stuff and then this weird comedy bits that just yeah out of yeah. you know it's, it's very, it's very like, strange it's weird um what, what 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 i think is interesting uh the editor for last house on the left when interviewed later for a book about horror movies they said that the 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 biographer was asking like what went through your mind while you were editing this? And he said, and he looked at the screen and said, I know we're in America, but can we do this? <laughs> Is this legal? Uh, so that's how that's how visceral Last House on the Left can be. But you have Nightmare on Elm Street, which is just, just I mean, that's why New Line Cinema is still a company. 
Like, I mean, they were on the brink of ba- they, they were on the brink of bankruptcy until Nightmare on Elm Street came Street. out. Um, so that that literally saved their company. Uh, then you have New Nightmare, which completely broke the fourth wall and did kind of this bizarre horror movie in the real world about a horror movie kind of thing, which. I don't know. I, I, I've shown it to some of my friends who have never seen it before, and they didn't like it, and their opinion's wrong. Yeah. Uh, I think it's an amazing film. And then Scream just took everything on a whole new level, and like people have tried to copy it. Scream was like kind of like rebirth, like the slasher films again. Oh yeah, into like theaters because you know it was like yeah. At that point, it was like a directed Jason. Yeah, Jason was. Jason and Jason Hall- was almost uh, pretty much Halloween. Almost actually, done. all the Halloween movies were still going to. Oh, the- yeah. All of them went to Halloween theaters. were still going, but there was no gravity to them. Like nobody cared. Uh, you had a few. Okay. You had a few Friday the Thirteenth. Like I think Jason Goes to Hell was the last. Was the last? No, no the last, last one in theaters was Jason X. But like Jason Goes to Hell was like ninety five, I guess. And Something then, like that. Yeah. Or was it Jason Takes Manhattan? I can't remember. Jason Takes Manhattan was eight. Oh, and Jason Goes to Hell, and then. It was ninety five, and that's where they teased the whole Freddy thing. Yeah, and then yeah, Freddy versus Jason, which happened years later. Yeah, and then Jason X happened in two thousand one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, gotcha. Um, but yeah, Scream took it to a new level of like like horror fans were amped. I remember watching Scream. I was like, I want to say I was fourteen. I might have been thirteen or fourteen years old. No, I was definitely thirteen, and I was like. Holy crap, this movie is incredibly the scary. I scene. was freaking out. Uh, oh, yeah, that opening scene alone. Killing, where you. Where it was like. Drew it was Barrymore a classic, like, it. psycho move where you put the. Like, Drew Barrymore, who was the biggest star at the oh, time. Oh, she was huge. She at was the, the time. biggest star in that film by far. Put on all the posters. Because, mater- like, I mean, who else you had? You had David Arquette. Uh, was, I can't remember. Nev Campbell. Yeah, Nev like Campbell. Those guys um, are just up and coming, though. Yeah, because like, at that point, Nev Campbell had done Party of Five. Yeah, that was David where, Arquette was in. I couldn't even tell you what he Things. was in. I can't remember what he was no, in. No, he wasn't in. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, Courtney Cox was in it. She was from Friends. Oh, she's also, coming off. I guess she would be the second biggest star because of Friends. Yeah. Friends was huge around that or not, time. No, Nev Campbell wasn't in Friends. Nev Campbell was no, in Nev Campbell, Party of Five. Yeah, Nev Campbell was in. I'm talking about Courtney Cox. Yeah, Courtney, Courtney Cox, Cox was in Friends. Was in Friends. Yeah, she was Nev Campbell's in Party of Five. So you're talking to, like, a lot of TV stars. Mm-hmm. And then you have True Drew Barrymore, Barrymore, who had been a movie star since she was, what, nine? Since E.T., even younger. Oh, even so, younger, yeah. Because yeah. she did E.T. and then a bunch of Stephen King movies and then a bunch of really uncomfortable kind of erotic films that were Oh, weird. the Poison Ivy. Yeah, Poison Ivy was one I'm definitely thinking of with uh, Tom Skerritt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I know that, Michael. This will be another clearly. This will be a, a adult version of Christmas Clearly, <laughs> Clearly didn't rent that a couple of times uh, <laughs> as, a, as a 14-year-old. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, she was huge at the time. Uh, and then to kill her off in the first 15 minutes, that's that's some hardcore Psycho it stuff was, right Yeah, there. it was like like Janet, uh, was it Janet Lee? Yeah, Janet Lee from Psycho was yeah. a big star at the yep. time. And, and they killed her killed off her, right away. Killed her off in the, the first, first act. Ha- first act, yeah. yeah. Sets, the, sets the scene right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, horror has definitely lost a great mind. He was, he was considered one of the greats of horror. Um, oddly enough... The man really was, like, beginning in his career, he wasn't really interested in horror movies. He just did it because that's how you got into making movies. You made a horror film. He just happened to be really, really good at it. 
And that oh. was your way to break into Hollywood. It's just yep, you, yep. You you either budget. make a western or a horror movie, and he made a horror film. Um, everyone who met him said that like they were really like Robert England when he met him was like, "This is the guy directing like this is the guy who directed Last House on the Left." Because he said he was this like proper, uh, he like dressed guy, like real clean cut, nerdy looking, like. Not what you'd expect a guy to to come up with last house on the left. So he will be greatly missed. And rest uh, in peace. Yeah. Wes. Uh, if right. uh, if you're interested in learning more about Wes Craven, there's a great documentary which we've covered on this show. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's you know, only four hours long. It's only four hours long. I, I think it's still on uh it is. Netflix called uh, Never Sleep Again. They they Chris they, has they, seen it um three times. Three three times. Oh it's three t- wow. Three times. Wow. I really liked it. It's, really it is good. It. It, it's it is very, good. very educational. Just break down in parts, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Way. I didn't watch it all in one sitting except for twice. Uh, <laughs> so. All right, moving on. Uh, let's see. Trailers. All right, the first, first trailer we watched, because we're going to do two, because, frankly, these both look really good for very different reasons. First movie, we, uh, first trailer we saw, The Lobster. In a dystopian near future, single people, according to laws of the city, are taken to the hotel where they are obligated to find a romantic romantic partner in 45 days or are transformed into beasts and sent off into the woods. Uh, Let's see who all is in this movie. This movie stars, most notably, Colin Farrell, Rachel Weisz, John C. Riley. Uh, a bunch of those guy actors and a whole lot of people that don't have pictures. <laughs> um, yeah, that's about... Those are the only names I recognize. I don't know if you saw anybody else on there that needs... No, nope, that was about it. All right. There's a lot of names, though, that appear. A lot of names. Like I said, a lot of character actors. Uh, this looks like a British independent film. Yeah, kind of figured. Um, got that vibe from it. And I got to say... It looks like a great dark comedy in the making. Yeah, I, I, when we when we put on the trailer, I, we knew nothing about it going in. No, not a thing. And then when they dropped the premise, like halfway through the trailer, I was like, oh. So this isn't serious at all. No, because when you say Reggie, they start counting down days. I'm like, oh, he's like has like terminal cancer or something like that. That's what I thought. I thought he was in like a hostel or like a like, like a hospice sh- care like, or something. Yeah, okay, this could be dark. And it's like, oh, and it, and it, and it's like, and then half, then I realized like, oh. The title of the movie, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, the title of the movie, The Lobster, is what he chose to become if he doesn't fall in love. Um, yeah, this looks like uh, like a 1984 rom-com. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, but like, it, it's like a goofy premise but with a, like a serious tone to it. Yeah, so it n- looks, none of this looks, looks like fun. slapstick. It looks no. very, very, like, they're not winking at the camera. None of this no, is tongue-in-cheek. It is very serious. Um so it, it, it looks like the kind of depressing comedy because you always see him with his dog. And if you catch in the, the trailer, the dog is his brother who went there a year before yes. and didn't make it because he said, like, oh, what's the dog? Oh, he's my brother. He was here a year ago and failed. And I'm like, what? Huh? So I, then I thought, like, maybe he's crazy. And, you know, then when the trailer was finally over, I thought, like, oh, my God, that looks hilarious. But, like, in a... Uh, like a Brazil kind of funny, 
or or uh, or uh, Doctor Strangelove kind of funny. Yeah, where it's like this is really heavy-handed stuff told in a in a in a dark comedic way. Um, and I I really hope I what I want to see is John C. Riley be like the super straight man. Because that's when he's fun. In my opinion, that's when he's the fun. I feel like he's going to be a very limited character, as he was like only this place like halfway through trail. Like I'm like, right? Oh, no, John I, I mean, C. Riley's in this. I I I predict John C. Riley's just going to be another guy at this hotel who can't hook up. Yeah. Um. But I just I love I love when John C. Riley does quote serious role, like not roles, but like. Plays a serious character. Yeah, then I just think he's so funny. Oh, he's a great actor. Oh, I yeah, love he him. Is, he is. He truly is he's an amazing fantastic. actor. Um, and then Colin Farrell, like with that goofy ass mustache he has, like this is not the role I'm used to seeing him. Colin Farrell's been really crushed at these last few years. Oh yeah, he's um, really made a comeback. I'm trying to think what are the last... I've seen a couple films. Uh, Seven Psychopaths is like a key oh, Seven one. Seven Psychopaths is um, incredible. In Bruges, fantastic film as well. I'm just going down his IMDb here of what I've seen. Uh, he played uh, Bullseye in the great 2003 Daredevil. All right. You don't <laughs> that was his early days. Up. I haven't seen it yet, but I heard the 2011 Fright Night is pretty good. Oh, yeah. That that's, movie's great. I loved it. Uh, let's see. I, I did see him in a, a very strange kind of uh british mob film called london Boule- london boulevard which was pretty good him and uh kira knightley were in it oh good. i've s- i think it's been on netflix apparently or I, oh I yeah i've watched i feel like i've seen the cover for it but i never actually watched yeah so. it's it's not bad it's pretty good i enjoyed it i mean i'm partial to, to mob type films but oh yeah so it's pretty good but yeah i i'd say his uh his pinnacle was Daredevil, of course. <laughs> yeah, that, of the course. Total Recall remake. Why not? Oh God! For, okay. Oh yeah. Never mind. The Total Recall remake was a little bit of a fumble from him recently. Yeah, but, that that was his. But most the man's got to take a, a paycheck. Yeah, the man's got to eat. Brian uh, Cranston's in that movie be, too, be and I'm not pointing against him. So, <laughs> here we the judge. So, uh, the lobster comes out sometime in 2015. It doesn't say when. So, um, yeah, IMDb dropped a ball on this one. I don't know. Sometime this year. All right, next trailer we watched, Concussion. Bum, bum, bum. Will Smith stars in a dramatic thriller based on the incredibly true David versus Goliath story of Dr. Bennett Umau. How the fuck do you pronounce that name? That explains his accent. Well, yeah, it clearly is from South Africa, man. Uh, the brilliant forensic neuropathologist who made the first discovery of CTE, a football-related brain trauma, and a pro player. Now, Michael, you follow football. Yes. Wait, well, actually, let me go down this cast list here. Uh, obviously, the biggest names for us here in America, because there are some South African actors whose name I cannot pronounce. Uh, but we have Will Smith, Alec Baldwin, Luke Wilson. Nice to see him doing Luke something. Luke Wilson's in it? Wow. Yeah. He wasn't in the trailer, David he? Morris. He's a TV character actor. He's done a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I know David Morris. Uh, Eddie Marson, who's like one of my... Regular British character actors that I follow. Albert Brooks, who I can't get enough of. There's a lot of really big names in here. Uh, yep, and that's about it. So, all right, Michael, you follow football yes. way more than I do. Yes. I don't care about football, but I remember hearing something about this. Could you enlighten us a little bit 
For those uh, of us who are completely ignorant on the subject. Uh, what, like this whole story for like concussions, like I don't remember it because I always, I don't. What what year did this happen? Like, it, uh, I don't know exactly. I remember it re- like semi recently. Find out what year it was first. Yeah, I feel say. like concussions been around for like people have known about concussions for a while. Essentially, like the way NFL treats concussions now, they that they know it exists obviously, which is why this movie is here. But it's like it's like the c word. They like NFL downplays them as much as possible, and. I mean, it's there's really nothing you can do to prevent them just because the sheer nature of the sport is brutal, and that's a lot of players know. The issue with like concussions, why like NFL likes to downplay it. Two thousand nine. Oh, oh, okay. yeah. That's why. I mean, even I remember this. Oh, okay. And I don't care about. I guess. Football. Th- oh, I guess there was. Yeah, okay. And this was. I remember this being pretty big news that. Uh, yeah, he he came. I out guess it was one of those things that was like known for years, but like no one like actually was willing to come forward. Like right, someone yeah. like finally had the research come forward with it, where NFL tried to downplay. Yeah, for the, a like basically, time. if I remember correctly, the NFL was paying doctors to say like, no, this is fine. Well, they can have concussions, but growing up watching football, you you get used to the announcer saying, "Oh, uh, players just going to shake it off," which you know, that's a bunch of crap. You a player has a concussion, he's going back in the game. Like team doctors are just be- telling players like. Uh, yeah, just shake it off. And yeah, you'll go be back fine. In. Yeah, because and, and and this doctor discovered because yeah, I, I remember this being kind of a big. He thing. He finally like, had like an actual connection, like, right. Proof of it. Right, where he had a pro NFL, player that continually it exists, got, but it's like NFL was like, but there's no proof, so it's like yeah. So like this looks like a really great drama of uh, of Will Smith going up against like a major, like 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 I uh, Albert Brooks said or no yeah it was Albert Brooks said in the, in, in the trailer you want to take on a corporation that owns a day of the week. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I mean, they're huge, and they start all huge, and they're. I mean, NFL is still battling this because they like they don't like using the c word. Yeah, like yeah. The, they don't like they don't like, they don't like concussion. Yeah, you don't mention it and stuff like that. And the reason why is not because the like the players know what they're signing up for, and a lot of them they know the dangers are because they're getting paid. The problem is, is the future implications of it is that if you put bring more of this into light, you're gonna have also like mom and dad aren't gonna let their kids play football. Right. Okay. Yeah. And all of a sudden, kids are not playing football. What's going to happen to the talent pool if like less kids are less playing, playing football, football younger? Yeah, exactly. It's, go- it's like the future effect of the NFL. Like, because I remember, years down I remember the line. hearing, I remember hearing a thing about this where some, like when this came to light, some parents were petitioning high schools to shut down high school football. Yep, there's um, a reason why, but yeah. Uh, which will never happen. Because it won't happen because high school sports matter more than high school high grades. School. It seems. <laughs> yeah, they they make money. They make money. So, but it's still this really interesting uh, story that's very, I mean, very dramatic. Because any any time one man goes up against a multi billion dollar corporation who's used to getting their way, <laughs> shit's gonna go down. Oh, the f- uh, like the film to me, well. Uh, I was like, man, this is really ballsy. Like, and they're using like NFL logos in it. I was like, man, that's really ballsy. And then I found out this week after the trailer dropped that Sony like pretty much was in talks with the NFL. Like, and they deleted some scenes not to make them piss them off too much. Essentially, well, yeah. So I mean, it is gonna be a little bit watered down from probably what they want to tell. And they said they're not like trying to be enemies with the NFL or anything. Like, well, I mean, it's Sony's not an probably... anti NFL film. Right, which and, I and they're telling, they're telling a happen. story. They're telling yeah. a story that's already happened. Yeah, this happened, you know, five five years ago. So it's it's already old, 
quote old news. Yeah. You know, this this movie I don't think is going to change hearts and minds so much. Like the no. diehard NFL fans aren't. Not really. Care. I mean, NFL is going to have their statement about it and just be like, you know, they're going to they have a, they probably have their PR set for this months in advance. Oh yeah, yeah. Their PR is probably already already in place and ready to go. Um, but as far as a a movie fan is concerned, for me. I, I think this looks great. Yeah, it looks great. Um, it, I mean, it, it's it, another it, collection of potentially great films coming on Christmas Day because, you know, that's where they drop a yep, bunch of films yep. on Christmas Day. And it would be nice to see Will Smith in something good again. Uh, Will Will Smith is an incredible actor. He really is. He's just made some shitty choices in the last couple of years. He's just, he's trying to get back in there, man. You know, he's like the one like black actor that white people like don't mind going to the theaters to see. Uh, Denzel. Denzel, Denzel and Will are they the alien money yeah, yeah, makers? Yeah, that's it. That's all you got. That's you got it. Denzel and Will until until we, until we get that and, Indra Zelda shine. Anyone else? You have to be a Todd Perry movie then. That's <laughs> that's the only way it works. Um, Sorry, that's just how. It yeah, it, it would be really nice to see Will Smith back in action doing something of quality again. I really would and like you it. know it looks like I like his act like his accent in it like sounds like solid good and you know mm. maybe he's gonna get like a best picture like like best best actor like nomination like that we don't know yet we'll yeah. we'll see. It'd be nice. All right, moving on. We saw Turbo Kid. Uh, see here. Now, last episode we talked about this trailer, so I already read the synopsis. I'm not going to do that again. Nope. I'm just going to read down real quick. Who's in this? Michael Ironside's in this. Nobody else cares. Uh, a, b- a bunch of Canadian actors <laughs> and then Michael Ironside. Um, Michael, what did you think? Of Turbo Kid. Before I tell you what I think of Turbo My Kid. reaction to Turbo Kid? Wow, this is fun. And wow, I'm glad this film like wasn't like all these other gimmicky like trailer film like a lot of times you come across a great trailer, it's only a great trailer and the movie's like so so. Yep. Like we discussed in the last last week. Yup. Like about uh, Iron Sky and stuff like that. This attention the whole way through, just like mm-hmm. pacing was beautiful and just <laughs> Didn't like, waste my time. Exactly. Like you said, this movie delivered on the premise. It delivered on the, tr- the the trailer. This is the difference between, I feel like a lot of movies of this kind of 80s throwback genre type, you know, exploitation thing, modern, modern exploitation, go from, here's a neat trailer idea, let's make a movie. Whereas yep. this felt like they made the movie... <laughs> and then build a trailer around it, which was smart. Um, unlike Iron Sky, unlike Kung Fury, which Kung Fury's fine, yeah. but I don't want to see 90 minutes of Kung Fury. No, uh, well, Kung Fury was thankfully only like half an hour long. And, and, and that was so. the, yeah, it was, a, it was an excellent short. Yeah. It didn't need to be more than that. Because uh, after half an hour of Kung Fury, I was like, ooh, okay, I'm done. Um, Iron Sky would have been a great short. Maybe a twenty-minute short would have been. Would have been, and yeah, what what could have been? Yeah. And However, this movie is great. Some of the things, some some of the points that I wish movies would learn from this film. A, just like in uh, uh, a, a, a more recent blockbuster film, just like Mad Max, this movie hits the ground running whether you know what's going on or not, and it yes. doesn't care if you keep up. Exactly. It's not going to stop every 15 minutes to tell you, hey, we're in the wasteland. Hey, water's hard to come by. Hey, there are robots. Here's where the robots... I have no idea where the robots came from. It just says, here's a world, strap in, because that's how how Mad Max was this year. It was like, could we... 
like do a bunch of a like exp- uh what's it I'm thinking of um explain like do, do could, slow the movie down we, yeah do let, some explanations let, of let, what's let, going let's, on let's slow nope. down this car chase so we can talk about where a Morton Joe came from fuck no we're not going to do that we're just going to explain here's this guy you don't know where he came from you don't need to know strap Go. the fuck in it's the we're same in, thing with Mike Ironside in this movie Turbo Kid just yeah Turbo Kid like Zeus you don't know where he came from you don't need to know. You don't just, know why you're they're there. In, exactly. you're gone. Just, they're just there. They're you don't need to know how the world, you know, get destroyed. No, nobody knows. I'm sure that maybe they know in, in in the world. They're not explaining it. Um, the the imagery is incredibly well done, down to the minute detail of the font in the title sequences. Yes. Just so deliciously 80s. The sound effects that swing sound of like him putting up the power fist and it makes that sound effect that i haven't heard since like masters of the universe um it, it like the it's the little stuff like that that's great and then the the acting was like way better than i thought it should have been for a low budget film cuz this film was I, with, with, with the number of production companies that it listed, because there was like what twelve production yeah, a companies. Yeah, lot of logos in the beginning to start the film. Uh, I got the feeling that this started out as a, like a, almost a passion project, I probably think it a was student a film. GoFund- was it a GoFund? It, it had to be a, like probably was. It was probably crowdfunded. Yeah, yeah, it was probably crowdfunded uh, in Canada and yes. New Zealand. Yes, because uh, they did they did shooting in both locations, um, and I got the feeling that this movie. Somebody, like a bunch of different production companies, probably saw potential in this and was like, here, take more money so they could keep doing more with it. Um, and and they utilized every dollar, it seems, because they did an amazing job for a film that didn't seem to cost that much money. Let me look up the budget here. It doesn't say. <laughs> Can't be more than like a million dollars. Now I have to know. I'm gonna. I mean, I have no idea what the budget is. They don't even have it listed here on... I so that it's means not it's not IMDb. much. It's not much yeah, at it's, all. It's not even listed, so I don't know. But yeah, it 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 definitely gives the feeling. It it looks really good for a low budget picture, and I'm I'm assuming it is. Yeah, uh, very it was low very picture. well made. Um, the 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 characters all have like very very simple names. Like the main character is just the kid. Uh, then you have Zeus. And you have Apple. Apple is my uh, favorite character Apple is in this the film. Best. And I, I, I know Matt disagrees with us, uh, but it the the character of Apple sounded and has a man like, at least has like things that she would say. He did admit that like it, yeah. it is things that the, she would the say. The mannerisms I, I swear to God, the voice too. The voice exactly yeah. like his fiance Christina. Christina. Like it was She's after, been on the show before too, so you probably yeah, heard her voice. Yeah. After after Hearing her talk, like some somebody, somebody pointed out, like, "Hey, that sounds a lot like Christina." I couldn't unhear it after that. Yeah, I couldn't either. Um, but yeah, this movie is great, and like I said, it doesn't it doesn't waste time with a lot of BS explanations that you don't need. Nope. It's just like, "Hey, the world's over." Where did Turbo Kid, like the co- or not Turbo Kid, Turbo Rider, the comic book, where did that come from? Who knows? Where did the glove come from? Who knows? You get little hints. You get enough hints to satisfy. You're like, well, this must have been like how I figured it was, was this was a comic that was used as propaganda to 
recruit kids into a military organization that had this technology. Yes. That was fighting in this third world war. Um, but do I know that? Absolutely not. This is just what I picked up from subtle hints. It may be wrong for all I know, but it, I don't need to know. That's the beauty of it. One don't important thing that should be mentioned, Turbo Kid, not related to the Turbo Man action figure from Jingle All the Way. Oh, boy. Just wanted to establish that. So if you were hoping for a Turbo Man like live action film, just wait nobody, a little longer, man. Nobody remembered Jingle All the Way. Nobody remembered. Fu- like shit. fuck, they don't. That movie's terrible. It is, but it's awesome. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger just plays like you know, just an ordinary salesman dad who looks yeah, like a bodybuilder. An ordinary salesman dad just with an fits Australian right accent in. and is a bodybuilder. No builder. reason why he's an Australian accent. Just yep, yep. He's out there. He's just his a normal guy in like Minnesota. Jesus. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, <laughs> I think a great companion piece of this. Uh, uh, watch this, and then watch the road. Um. <laughs> As post-apocalyptic companion. No. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't the, ever do that. If you want to go from like a high to a low, then sure. Maybe you should watch The Road, then this. Maybe. Or maybe just watch The Road and cry. Just go to bed and cry. I watched the movie, was upset, watched the book, and then teared at reading read, the book. Read the book. Even and... knowing it's going to happen, I read the book and I still teared up. It's it's yeah. rough. I, I The Road's a great film, people, but man, just I I actually know people who've told, me, who've told me flat out, they're like, Oh, yeah, I watch The Road every once in a while, just like, I'm bored, it's a rainy day, I'm just going to watch The Road. I'm like, you're, I there's wish, something wrong with you. I told my dad to buy it at a Blockbuster, and he, he watched it and immediately threw it out. I retrieved it from the trash can, gave it to one of, one of our friends, I didn't want to own it either, but yeah, it was like, just funny, my dad was like, so like, he's like, that was the, that was the most depressing film i ever seen, I don't, I don't even want to touch it anymore. I'm well, that's a, that's a good segue to our next film. Before we get to that, let's uh, put a rating on this bad oh. boy here. Oh. Uh, what, uh... What do you got? Oh, Michael, it looks like you got a good one. Uh, let's see. I don't know the... the I'm going to take a guess at how many times this happened in this film, but I'm going to say, like, uh, 9 out of 10 decapitated heads being shot by spinning blades. Yep, yep. There's probably, a lot of decapitation. There's, there's there, probably a lot more decapitation that's, than Yeah, 10. there's more than that. I'm just saying a general number. Yep, but. yep. I'm going to give it uh, 3 out of 3 blasts before the blaster needs to recharge for some reason uh, to build suspense, I guess. <laughs> Because uh, that's how many times you could fire it before it was like I'm out of battery power. Got to recharge. It's uh, I, I put this in my top five of the year, honestly. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely top five of the year. It's it's up there with. Uh, I, I'm not we're not gonna do a list yet, obviously, but I gotta start thinking about this ahead of time. But yep, I would. I put it better than some of the recent blockbusters we had in theaters. Oh, absolutely, I would. Avengers two. This, this is better than Avengers two. I'm gonna I'm gonna back you on that one. Yeah. I'm gonna back you on that one. It's in my top five. And, I you know, I like. The, you I'm gonna do think not about this be, more, but. Normally, I would say like like if I would have done this for like a Chris's Corner, I would normally caveat this with like don't watch this if you're not into these types of films. As long as you can handle violence, as long as you can handle comedic levels of gore, if it you're is okay comedic. with that, if you're okay with what they're going with and like what they're trying to go for, I think anyone can this exactly is a very accessible film. Yeah, somehow. as long as you the, as like, the only is. thing the only thing that I think would stop people is the comedic level of violence. Yes. Because this is not gritty. This is not realistic. This is people getting decapitated for laughs. And yes. it is funny. You laugh. It is not. It is not disturbing. Um, which is uh, like a lot of uh, exploitation films. The violence is disturbing. This is not. It's just over the top and funny. I I honestly think like my parents would like this movie if they could sit through all the fake blood. Uh, That'd be the biggest thing. Yeah. Other than that, this movie is phenomenal. So. 
All right, moving on to more depressing. We're going to end on a sad note. I, I have not watched this film yet, and I'm glad I'm I not, didn't I'm yet. not doing... I'm, I'm going to do a spoiler-free version All right. of my... But I, I I was like hesitant to watch this movie just because I I read like after I recommended it, I read about how it is I was like oh I don't uh, know yeah. but I'm like I hope you didn't watch it when Melissa was in the house no I told her uh, I, I, I made sure she was gone yeah that's why I was like I was like when we were gonna watch like trying to get you to watch this I'd be like okay you gotta watch it here because Melissa can't be in yeah. the house for this film that's uh, all I knew about going in I saw White God thirteen year old Lily fights to protect her dog Hagen she is devastated when her father eventually sets Hagen free on the streets. Still innocently, innocently believing love can conquer any difficulty, Lily sets out to find her dog and save him. This movie stars a whole bunch of Danish folk, because it's a Danish movie. Um, the breakout star in this, other than the trained dogs, because the dogs did a great job, uh, the girl who plays Lily, it's her first film, she's 13, uh... She didn't. She's not like a child actor, like making her marks. This is her first movie she's ever done. Uh, I'll be damned if I'm gonna. I'm gonna try real hard. There's a lot of consonants thrown together here. Do your best, Sophie. Yes, stop. Posota. Sure. Yeah. Why not? We'll go with that. Good enough. Um, I'm gonna start out by saying this. Fifteen. No, no, no. I'm gonna say maybe forty-five into this minutes into this film, I had to stop it. And I had to look up to make sure no animals were harmed on the making of this film. Uh, oh, man. Now, this film, I'm, I'm going to start on an upside. Not only were no animals harmed in the making of this movie, all of the untrained dogs were strays that the they studio s- adopted from the high kill shelters. Uh, so they literally saved about 100 dogs oh my God. from high kill shelters. And then the various members of the crew... And their uh, families took the dogs home. And so all like this, this, this literally saved a hundred dogs from a high kill. That's a pound. good note going in to tell people so like, yes. they can so, brace yes. themselves. Not, not not now. I will say this movie has some very disturbing imagery. I know specifically of animal abuse. Ugh. Um, it follows the like it. It starts out with the young girl, uh, kind of having this this moment where she has to, like, re-meet her father. You get the feeling that her father, her and her father are estranged. Her mother, who has custody, is a researcher. She's going to Australia for three months. She has to go live with her father. The father didn't know about the dog. He's pissed. The movie takes place in Denmark, and apparently the Danes have some weird law about non-Danish purebred dogs. Like, you have to pay a weird tax. Yeah. All kinds of weird stuff. So th- there is some cultural stuff that you as an American are just going to have to gloss over and be like, that's apparently how it is. Because it didn't make much sense to me. Um, father ditches the dog with the girl in the car. Ugh. It's really depressing. Oh, I don't even want to watch that scene. Then the movie splits. Movie the movie splits hard. Where you have this girl who is grappling with the idea of love. Mm-hmm. She's grappling with, can, can love... A, can she ever love her father? Yeah. Uh, she kind of has, a, I get the feeling she has this thing for this guy. It was a little, again, there was some cultural stuff where I'm like a little confused what's going on here. Yeah. Uh, but again, I could gloss over that and still follow the storyline all right. And it becomes this bizarre coming of age film for her. For the dog, it becomes like a Lars von Trier film. Oh, boy. 
Um, the dog gets captured by a homeless guy who sells him to a dog fighting ring, uh. and like he goes through all kinds of awful stuff there. Um, and then the stories come back together. The last 45 minutes of this film are incredible. They are powerful and amazing. Uh, the end alone, I was just like completely blown away. I was like, oh my God, this ending's amazing. Um, like all Danish films, it's all fucked and it's all nightmarishly sad. The Danes don't know how to make a happy film, Michael. I yet to see a Danish film that made me warm and fuzzy on the inside. It's just not in their blood. I was really hoping for the hunt. I was really hoping at the end of the hunt. Uh, the hunt would, would give good. me hope. Nope. Until nope. the very last second, and it's like gunshot. God damn it. <laughs> if you don't know the hunt, that's not really. Just, just watch the hunt. It's... We, we reviewed it. Oh, we did? We reviewed it, yeah. Well, you weren't on that episode. Oh, yeah. I, I was the one who watched it first, and I was like, yo, yeah, you, you guys, yeah, you told us to review this. this. Film. Yeah. Uh, That's right, I did listen to this episode, I forgot. And I was very that, upset with you for suggesting the hunt, because I was like, I was not prepared for this level of depression. hard to get Oddly through. enough, even as soul-crushingly sad as this movie was, not even remotely close to the saddest Danish film I've ever seen. <laughs> not even remotely close. That would, either be, that would either be The Hunt or Antichrist. <laughs> Those would be good lord. Those would be the two they take. They both take the cake for. Well, it sounds like well, I never want to watch this again, and I watched it like our our our, goes to your house. our our mutual friend Seth told me the one time he like invited people over to his house, got pizza and beer, and decided to throw a quote movie night and showed Antichrist. What the fuck? It's not like a big group movie. It's like maybe no, like no. He did it because he wanted to be a dick. Oh my god, that is not. <laughs> and that is a dick move to show him, especially if you don't know what you're in for. I mean, it's yeah, not let's, really let's spoilers. Let, let's all have a movie night and watch Nymphomaniac Part One and Two. That'll be really oh, yeah. oh, fun. No, no I, 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 I want. It's in my list because Lars von Trier is a. Genius, I think you should watch it. But oh, I'm gonna eventually. I just have to like. It's split in parts, and they have the director's cut on now. Yeah, I know it's gonna make it even worse, but like. I just have to. I, I just have to prepare myself, and then have like a bunch of like super happy films lined up afterwards to cheer my ass up. Uh, Pixar films, just there's like the happiest <laughs> of Pixar films. There's, they're not all that happy. None of them are happy now that I think about it. Well, yeah, that's, all, that was they, the joke. They're happy, but they go through some. Sh- anyway, it's just uh, it'll it'll be the worst. Um, but yeah, th- but this film for for Danish cinema. Not nearly as depressing as Antichrist. I mean, it doesn't open with an infant killing itself by accident, like in Antichrist. Um, and Willem Dafoe, not his penis. Well, his it penis. wasn't stunt, his dick. Willem stunt Dafoe, dick. stunt, stunt cock. Yeah, it was a stunt dick. Because um, his penis was too frightening, apparently. <laughs> I Travis Armin told me that. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> even, even, for, even a large, like, that, that's out of a David Cronenberg film. <laughs> <laughs> So we're gonna CGI this like we're gonna CGI your dick, William. To, or just, we have to use it in our dick. You, you, we yeah, can't. Yeah, we, we can't, can't legally show this in America. This is not gonna work. We can't. Um, we can't show it. So is White God worth watching? Absolutely. Again, go into it knowing a no animals were harmed. B a lot of animals were saved in the making of this film. Um, but even knowing that, the way it was shot. The way it was, like, the camera angles and stuff. You wouldn't think you, that. Uh, even knowing it, I was like, this or, like, my gut was like, oh, my God, they're doing that? The dog, like, there's two scenes, and specifically there's a dog fighting scene, and then there's a revolt scene where I'm like, I, I, 
I don't know how they did this without some animals being injured or har- like hurt, like killed. Hollywood magic. Except in Denmark, because they don't have Hollywood there. Or maybe they can just lie. They can just fudge the end. Oh, don't tell, don't tell me that. <laughs> I don't need to hear that. Um, that would be mean, but no, yeah. I'm sure no animals will actually No, it, 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 is a, it is an incredible film. Uh, it is amazingly well done. It's out on Netflix. If if you can stomach some pretty pretty hefty violence, well, not yeah, just disturbing imagery, not violence per se, but disturbing imagery, um, and sit through subtitles. You might it have a good time. A powerful film. All right, and well worth watching. Should have gotten nominated. It was up for nomination for best foreign picture. Didn't get it. I think that was a mistake. Should have gotten it. Uh, at least a nomination. I'm not saying it should have won, but I'm saying it definitely should have been up on nomination. So can't always give you one. No. Uh, as far as rating, um, I'm gonna give it three out of three times. I stopped the movie to catch my breath and like get up and get a drink. Like this movie's only like, I think it's two hours long, and it took me nearly three hours to get through it. I can believe that because I kept having to turn it off. And that's that's me talking. Yeah. <laughs> so you you saying okay, I need to take a break from this film. Yep. Yeah. So that about wraps it up here for us. I know the critic. Um, Michael got some bad news for you. What? I'm sorry, buddy. You're being temporarily replaced. What the fuck? What is this fucking bull? <laughs> uh, sit down. Sit down, Michael. Sit down, Michael. <sighs> Michael, nobody can see you walking Ooh. around. <laughs> 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 okay, I'm calm again. I'm, right. I'm backing from the edge, man. Uh, Eric Terribio has requested uh, to be on the podcast, and I said no. Um, and then he told me what movie he wanted to do, and I said absolutely. Uh, we are going to be reviewing Don't Be a Menace in South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. <laughs> is that on Netflix now? It is on Netflix. I've never seen it, so uh, I I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you. I've never seen it not on television. Oh, so it's going to be a different experience. Yeah, it's going to be a whole new experience. Um, I've only saw it once, and I saw it on TV on Comedy Central. Damn. Uh, it was back-to-back with Booty Call. <laughs> you know, I'm glad Eric's doing this film, because this, yeah, this is yeah. the man who showed us people were sh- was showing someone in another room Booty Tang last exactly. year at the beach. Hey, Booty Tang's an excellent film. So it is a film. It is an excellent film. It is a film. So, all right, well, uh, until next time, I'm Chris Klump. And whenever you see me again, I'm Michael Carstetter. We'll see you next time.